everybody, it's Pastor Royce, and welcome to a brand new initiative, which is the Church of the Harvest Family Ministries podcast for parents, families, anybody that is trying to do parenting, leading families in 2023. That is no small feat, and so we love to come alongside families and just take a step at a time, walk things out as best we can serve you, and I am joined here today with the one and only Cynthia Lewis, who's our children's director. Cynthia, say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. This is her favorite thing to do, everyone. I want you to know this is what she wakes up and anticipates with joy and hope. And uh, anyway, we uh, we wanted to, uh, if you haven't noticed, over the past year, we've made a lot of changes, and we are continuing to make those changes, examining foundations, as Pastor David has kick this off in that space. And so I want to just take a quick moment. I know that sometimes, especially as you have, you know, families and you have sports and you have a new year coming up and you have your job and all the things that are going on, it can be like, well, you know, what's going on at church and what's shifted over here and why? And so I just kind of wanted to catch everyone up to where we are and where we're going uh, both on the just super practical side and also a little bit more of the thought process that goes behind it. And so to kind of kick things off, we I, I really want to shout out to our family ministries team. Um, you know, every time you drop your kid off in a room, they're with a trusted uh, group of people that are very, very specifically trained and focused to represent Jesus to that kiddo. And uh, we have such an amazing team. And I don't know if you've noticed, maybe in our uh, nursery preschool uh, elementary areas, we, we're kind of busting at the seams and we've got some additional spaces that we can open. Um, it just requires people to do so. And so one of the things that is a big deal to me is that uh, people that come along and serve with us, that we always serve them more than they serve us. And so in line with that, if, if you've got a, a nursery age kiddo, we would love for you to jump in with some preschoolers. And to see what it's like to uh, just to walk that out with those kiddos because you got one that's, you know, it's not very long. You know, it seems like from infant to two years old is like that fast. Um, you know, if you've got a third grader, jump in with some middle schoolers. You know, same thing. If your kiddo's in sixth grade, um, doing high school, you know, loving on high school kiddos these years, it's kind of wild. Like, I don't know what COVID did to your guys' family, but I know with mine, it's like this thing changed the game and, and God's got a purpose in all of it. And so we've got some opportunities for people to jump in and would love to have you uh, kind of come alongside and do that. Um, some things that we're, we're doing just practically, we, we're always examining things, things like what's it like when you first walk in the church on a Sunday morning? You know, we know, especially for some reason, Cynthia, like it's only families of nine people. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. It's like all of you, you, you took that commandment of multiply and subdue the earth and you <laughs> mastered that. Uh, we love it. We love it. It's great. But it's like, I know what those car rides are like on the way in. And, and, you know, when you come in, you know, we want you to be greeted and welcomed. 
we're um, many of you know I have a, a deep, 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 dark hatred for our check-in machines and their printers, and we're changing those systems, um, and we're also creating more streamlined opportunities. We're exploring things currently. We're looking at what would a family ministry's application look like in your user experience, not just when you come in on a Sunday morning making your check-in super easy, but also as you go throughout the week, um, as we you know, as as we hopefully have more people engage the team, that will allow us to do things like uh, environment-specific events for our elementary families, not just those kiddos, right, but also mom and dad as well. Um, and so that will help us put logistics behind things like that, um, as well as just overall make your experience here rich and really a place that, you know, when other families that you're doing life with, maybe you're on the soccer field and people are talking about, you know, kind of how crazy their last few years have been. And, um, and you're like, you know, we're able to, you're able to tell them about the church that you go to and how they're thoughtful around where you're at in life and invite them in. Um, that I've seen so many kids lives changed because of that exact scenario being played out where they come into a space and they've only been regarded to based off their performance on a field or in a classroom. And they meet someone that just is, you know, loves them and values them because Jesus loves them and values them. And that just changes their world. And it, it changes that family. And and some of you, that's your, that's your testimony is. And so we want to make things practically more streamlined for you. Obviously we've made some changes in the um, upper age ranges. So at the beginning of this year, and there's a long back history to this that I'm not going to go into. Um, but whenever it came to our high school ministry, um, post COVID, we had to go to my home and we were there for a year and a half and my wife went crazy and that's playing, I'm playing, she didn't go crazy, but you can imagine having 30 to 50 teenagers in your house every Sunday for a year and a half. Um, and that's what we did. And we knew we had to get out of the house so that way we could build a team again. And then we brought it to Sunday morning because we could build the team there. And then we knew we couldn't build it off of convenience, you know, really with high school uh, students, they're the commitment, the consistency when it's built out of a commitment coming back on a different time frame. There's something that's really significant in that and establishing their personal walk with Jesus. And so moving that to Sunday nights and doing this semester based system, we're really trying to value your guys' time. You know, bringing Jared in as the youth director um, is a significant piece forward because as a family ministries pastor, man, I love my I love my students. I love my teenagers. But really getting on the ground with mom and dad is is really where my my life is at. And so being able to value those high school and middle school kiddos that come along Sunday evenings um, with having a youth director in that space that can really give that attention is a big deal. Um, and then, you know, obviously middle school and down, you know, look, it's 2023. We're in Johnson County. I've done youth ministry here for over a decade. I know that middle school parents don't want to drive their kids to 15,000 different places, and you already have to. And so we kept middle school on Sunday morning. They're invited to high school on Sunday evening. The service, though, for that service is a high school service. So it's like we want to have those, those kiddos that can come here, but we're really building that for our high school students. We keep our middle school services very specific on Sunday morning, um, and it creates this really cohesive 
really beautiful a way that we can engage your kiddos, engage your students, and engage your family. Um, one, of, one last thing that we are moving towards is uh, starting on February 19th in the South Auditorium, uh, we're, we're starting a brand new thing which is uh, parent engagement classes. We have a six-week class that will start with uh, Dana Heston. If you don't know Dana Heston, she's a John C. Maxwell coach. She's a mother of 10. Um, she you know, homeschooled all of her children and loves the Lord, has an amazing she, – uh, she self-authored a book last year and she's got not just an amazing testimony and story but just she's this amazingly fruitful person she's the closest thing that i have to a mom in the state of kansas and so we're super honored that she's gonna spend time during both of our services on sunday morning starting february 19th during the 9 a.m service during the 10:45 service right there in the south auditorium we really wanted to create a convenient spot for parents to be able to engage that also be able to go to church obviously um and so pick you know pick one of those services and go to the parent engagement class um like i said it's a six-week thing we're going to continue we'll probably take a little bit of a break after that course is done and then we'll, we'll start up another one and so we'll hopefully have those going continually that's really a place that we're looking to grow um, not just with things like this and touch points where you know it's really convenient you can um, consume this on your own time. Uh, you know, it's content that we really feel is relevant to you as parents, um, not just really specific to the church, but also just in general as a follower of Jesus and how do I do life with my kiddo. Um, but also having those spaces where we can connect, create community, um, and really practically take those steps. So that's what's going on from the 50,000 foot view and with the areas of you know, kind of the older age kiddos. Cynthia, what we got going on with the, the younger kiddos? Yeah, this is so exciting. It's such an exciting time to be part of the church, and we're so grateful that we get to partner with you to, um, to assist you and walk alongside you in the spiritual formation of your children and representing Jesus and his community to them. One thing we did at the beginning of the school year this year is – for children nursery through third grade we made a shift in our curriculum and so we've moved to a curriculum called wonder inc and the premise of the curriculum is really to establish an a god-given identity in children through creating wonder in them an awe of who god is and who they are in his eyes we are living, as we all know, in a time where identity is, is being thrown out there as something I can look inside myself and decide for myself who I am. And that is completely against what the Word of God would tell us. And so there are four pillars within this curriculum. God knows me. Jesus loves me. The Holy Spirit leads me. And I am a child of God. All four of these pillars really are foundational. I am known and known in the fullest sense. All my good, all my junk, I am known. And in all of that, before the foundation of the, of the world, God created me for a purpose and sent Jesus as an expression of his love. Jesus loves me. He was willing and I was so valued in his eyes that he would he would give up his life for me. He would die. He would resurrect that I might 
not taste death, mm-hmm. but experience, um, as Pastor Royce talks about, life without limits here. Um, and that's imparted to us by the gift of the Holy Spirit as we become believers. And so that identity being rooted in who God says I am, and I want to be that because I have this awe and wonder in who God is. So each Sunday we are we are um, implementing curriculum that utilizes games and activities, the Word of God, STEM activities, uh, creative activities, responsive worship and prayer time activities, all intended to create a space where the Holy Spirit can draw children to know God and know who they are to Him. Um, And so we have amazing leaders doing that every week. And one of the more practical things that's going on within our preschool and elementary, I want to let you know, we sent out some communication about photo releases. And so we have some hard copies of that that will be outside. They've been out the outside the elementary and will be outside the preschool classrooms as well. We want to create and build that name face recognition with your child. So these photos are for the classroom only. And we want to be able to have our leaders actually came up with this idea after some training we did a few weeks ago to build connection with your child in a more personal way so that they can feel um, valued, seen, and heard. And so when we're not fumbling to look at name tags, for a name, but we recognize that child and we're looking them right in the eye when they come in, we know that God makes a deep connection of value through that initial and first time connection that's made. Yeah. And it it can't be, you know, overstated. We're, we're huge on creating not just that connectivity of name to face. One of the reasons that we're very adamant about that is because look, we want to pray for you on a week-to-week basis. We want our team to lift you up in prayer. And and that can happen more effectively when we have that space. But also, too, just on a super practical note, the, the consistency of kiddos in the classroom makes that possible. Um, and, and in so many ways, and look, I, I get it. I know where we live and I know how we live. I know what the what day it is. And I know that consistency can sometimes be a difficult thing, um, but it can't be overstated, especially this side of the social impact of COVID on kids. How important, not just for the people that are engaging, the adult people that are engaging with your children, but also how your children are able to interact and feel safe. Right. I know that especially if you've got a kiddo that's, you know, one through three, that development of mom, dad dropping off, walking away, it got really muted and it got really stunted. And that's such a significant developmental stage um, for kiddos to really develop a bit of grit. Um, so I've, I've oftentimes told parents because your subconscious is uh, it's responsible for 95 percent of the decisions that you make as a human being. Um, and your subconscious is set by the time you're four years old. Uh, so it's just psychologically speaking, your subconscious is responsible for your fight, flight, freeze, and fawn responses. And a kiddo that is always picked up and is always with mom is always comforted. That's oftentimes a kiddo that has a much higher propensity to have very significant social anxieties around 11. And so there's something to, you know, bringing a kid out of the nerd. Look, we, we got it. We know they'll cry for maybe five, 10 
maybe 15 minutes. We, we know what's safe. We know what's not, you know, we're not going to let them be in danger and we'll shoot you a text if, if, you know, there's something going on, but going through that and then having that time weekly. So that way that kiddo gets, um, accustomed to those people. And that's, that's not just true with, you know, super young kiddos. That's true with, you know, preschool elementary. That's true with preteen middle school kids, you know, especially whenever that, be, that, that line of engagement becomes less about a, a, an adult and more about peers, you know, like think of being a sixth grade girl in a room with people that you only see once a month your opportunity to get real and to have an impactful time, maybe in a small group, that's very low. But if I feel like, Hey, I know these people and I get to see them frequently. And this person's my friend. And this person knows where I'm living and knows what my life is about. I can talk to them about stuff that's real. That really matters. And so we we want, and we exist to be a community that no matter how old your kiddos are, they can really engage at that level that they feel safe, they feel seen, they feel heard, and they know who they are because of the people that are around them. And it is unique. It's unique to something like a team. It's unique to something like a classroom. Um, you know, I love I love sports and what they represent. I was a student athlete growing up. I played, you know, football as a every, you know, good Texas high school boy does, but I've also in my adult years, I've learned that anytime we format a student's perceived value in a space that's both competitive and therefore um, is also comparative, that gets really dangerous. And because it's easy to say, well, I'm not as good as this person because my performance doesn't measure up this way, or I'm, I'm not, um, I need to be more like this person in this way. And that, that comparison, man, that can just get really ugly really fast. And so the church is unique. It is unique because it says, hey, it's not about your performance. It, it, it's not about how you're like, you know, some other human being. It, it's how, how do we measure up to Jesus and how do we recognize the grace that's in between that space that is him and us and that makes up the gap. And that's just different. It's different for a kid's development. It's different for their identity. And it's so, so, so vital. Um, I can't, yeah, I can't stress enough how vital that is. Um, maybe just one thing I could point to is, you know, post 2020, the propensity of D1 athletes that have taken their own lives has dramatically increased. And so I love sports. I love what can go on there. I know many of you are coaches. And you, you help really bring that identity piece to the, the court or the field. And I love that. And so don't quit doing that. I'm not saying, you know, one thing is, has more importance than the other. It's just putting things in their proper place. And that consistency is absolutely key. It's absolutely pivotal. And your kiddo feeling safe, seen, and heard. Absolutely. One of the things that I want to offer up right now as we're thinking about our communities and and our kids is we are seeing an increase in the number of new families mm -hmm. that are being uh, drawn to the church. And we're so grateful for that. And with that, I think we have alluded to that first impression 
for families. We are building also a family ministries connection hospitality team. So we have a few people on that team and I want to invite any of you that would be maybe a once a month opportunity right after the first service, right before the second service to be able to welcome families or right before the first service and right before the second service. I think I said that wrong. To welcome new families and get them connected and integrated to their classrooms. And it's always great if it's a parent or previous Mm -hmm. parent because you have uh, that encouragement and inspiration for them to, why are you here? Uh, And so you want to invite them into what God's invited you into. And so please be in touch with Pastor Royce or myself. If that's something that you could do once a month, we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys, it's, it, it all just kind of boils down to, you know, we're here to serve you. We want to serve uh, alongside you. We want to serve with you. Um, and we, we really want to see God move in this city and in this context in the way that he wants to move. And, and here's what we know about it. That doesn't just take people attending. It doesn't just take you know, people checking off boxes, it really does take ownership. And, and we take a ton of ownership in the mission that God's given us as a ministry to, you know, reach families, to um, to show the love of God to children and to walk alongside parents in their God-given call to love their kids. And I can't tell you how, you know, how important this is to me just as a person, as a father, um, who's walking this out, you know, with my 15 year old and my nine year old, Chloe's flying out to Florida today and that's wild. And, you know, and, and, you know, Charlotte's navigating fourth grade. And I know that there's just so many, um, you so many of you are such amazing parents and you're so good at what God's called you to do. And we just want to love you well. We just want to come alongside you, whether it's in the seasons that are easy or whether it's the seasons that are a real struggle. Um, And we want to have a team that represents God well in all of those things. And so the smiles at the beginning of service, feeling, you know, walking into a space and feeling like it's alive and and that, you know, it's purposeful in receiving you and just expressing God's love just right off the bat all the way to, you know, I love that we're very intentional about family worship. We've had a, a few discussions about that in the past uh, in some staff meetings because it's like, hey, this creates some logistics issues. And it's like, I, yeah, but there's so many families that would just do this anyway. Like, I can't dictate that. And we love to see your families worship together. So all the way from, you know, coming into the door to going into worship to in the classroom to the small groups to the activities um, you know, just really being able to provide a season of life where your family and especially your kiddos look back on and say, man, this really impacted my life in such a significant way. Um, and, you know, I think in some areas we're we're really we're doing such an amazing job. You know, my job is to look at all the areas where I'm like, hey, how can we do that better? And who can come alongside us to do that? And, um, you know, on February 12th, you're going to hear a lot about some of those opportunities um, in the service, in the main service I'm teaching that weekend. Um, but regardless of whether you, you catch that or, you know, hear this, we want you to be encouraged. We want you to know that there's a, a support system here for you. We believe in you and we believe that God wants to do miraculous things in and through your lives. And I'll leave you with this last bit and then we'll kind of 
conclude here, but um, you know, it, whether you know your church history or whether you don't know it, the the reality is is that the United States has been through these these things called great awakenings. So this is just significant outpourings of the Holy Spirit and of God's presence that literally completely changed the fabric of the United States of America. And they're just these revivals. And, you know, I know that we can look at culture and we can look at politics and we can look at hot button issues and, and we can say, man, you know, things need to change significantly about around identity. You know, things need to change significantly around education. Things need to change significantly around, you know, all these different areas. And, and really what it boils down to is like, we need God and we need God in a magnificent movement and the Lord just pushed this on my heart years and years and years ago where, you know, the next great awakening isn't going to happen because there's this great speaker. It's not going to happen because, you know, somebody can string sentences along together that sound appeasing and ignite some kind of emotional response. The next movement of God is going to be mom and dad around the dinner table consistently showing up in their kids' lives, consistently being the sounding board of God's love, the the giver of grace in the household, the representation of God's love in a practical form, in affirming kiddos, in disciplining, right, versus like punishing, right, in really representing God in a way that's accurate and that impresses upon that kid. I know God's real because when I see mom and when I see dad, I see God. That's going to be the way this happens. And I'm glad that God's made us uniquely for this season. He's crafted the individuals that make up our church in such a unique way for that purpose. And we can't wait to do it with you guys. We're going to produce one of these a month. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Feel free to share it with anybody that you might feel like it would help. And we look forward to serving you guys. 